they say Mr. Scream. (laughs) 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 Well, greetings, my excellent friends, and welcome back to the San Diego School of Film podcast. Join us on our most excellent adventure through time as we discuss all genres of film. My name is Tim, and with me as always in the booth is Brad. How are you? Yo, Bon Jovi. Yay, Al. Hello. Hi. And... Julian. Good evening. Oh, great stuff, guys. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. And welcome to television. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So today's another listener episode. So Katie. Katie, who's written into us a few times, she's in control of the booth. She's taking us through the circuits of time back to 2014, which I don't believe we've done, to watch Mm. comedy film The Grand Budapest Hotel. So guys, so brace yourselves, amigos. Gentlemen, we're history. Oh, my bad. (laughs) Didn't happen. All right. So here we are in 2014. I wonder what happened. Because it's time now for History with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. History History with Brad. I feel like we need to get Al involved in this. It's definitely a (laughs) three-person deal. Uh, Anyway, next time. Oh, me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, 2014. Um, I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent with this. Your motivation for this segment has kind of dropped over the last few episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've just just been drained with like uh, 86. Yeah, 86. (laughs) This year, this year, I'm going to go a little bit different with this one. So I'll just... Some things, shall we, can set the scene. So ISIS was big. We had uh, a Russian Olympics, which the Russians tried to make as hard as it could to fail, but, you know, the Olympic spirit won through. Um, Ebola was a big thing. And um, Scotland got a bit pissed off with the rest of the UK and said, fuck you, we're going to leave. And they went, nah, stay. And they went, nah, yeah, nah, all right, yeah. yeah. And they stayed. So <laughs> I was going to do a Scottish accent and then realised I was just really bad at that. So Scotland decided that they were going to stay part of the UK and then got absolutely screwed uh, later on, I think in 2016 with the Brexit Oh, where, yeah. Uh, yeah, where they said, no, we're going we're gonna to stay because we want to be part of the EU. And then the rest of Britain went, nah. Yeah, but nah. Yeah, yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Shit. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, now we want to leave again. Cool. All right. But the, um, the main thing I wanted to talk about, just because it's a little bit sort of close to my heart, and I'll explain why, was the Malaysian Airlines had a bit of a shocker of a year. Ooh, so yeah. to start with, one plane was uh, shot out of the sky and the other one, wow, we don't know what happened to the other one. Mm. It, just, it just disappeared. Um, now, so the one that got shot down is an interesting story because it it flew out of Amsterdam and I flew out, was meant to fly out at exactly the same time from Paris on another Malaysian airline flight. Really? So I was sitting in uh, in Charles de Gaulle, waiting. And the flight was you know delayed, and it was delayed, and it was delayed, and didn't know what was happening. People started to get angry, and didn't know what was happening, and there was no food, and and our flight was delayed by six hours. And so and we eventually got onto the plane, and there was still no news. And obviously, all the staff on the plane knew what had happened, yeah. and they kept saying, "Oh, we had an air conditioning problem. We had an air conditioning problem." Blah blah blah. And so the staff had known what was going on, and we got on the plane, and they were just deadpan. They were just so professional. We still had no idea. Mm, yeah. And so anyway, the plane took off, and then I was watching because I've flown out of France a few times, and I was watching the way we were flying, and we went this completely way that I've never been before. So we yeah. started instead of going across the Middle East, 
or the normal way across, sorry, across Russia, we yeah. actually went across the Middle East. And I'm thinking, oh, this is a really bizarre way to go. This is wow. like, I'm, you know, I've never been this way before. I've always watched the plane. We always go over Russia because it's the quickest way. And nothing sort of, you know. That's crazy. Nothing sort of happened. So anyway, we we landed in, um, where was it? I can't remember where we landed. I think we hmm. actually landed in KL. Hmm. And then obviously, you know, the the plane landed and everyone turns on their phone and my phone went into absolute meltdown. Oh, jeez. Yeah, like Facebook bet. message, it was just sitting there going, bing, 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 messages coming through. I had 200 and something actual Shit, messages what? on my phone and the Facebook was literally, it just exploded. And I'm like, what the fuck? And that's when the girl next to me in the plane's gone, there was a plane shot down. I'm oh. like, what? what? And we got rushed off the plane because we were six hours late. Yeah. And literally, we were, our connecting flight had been held up back yeah. to Australia and we got rushed off the plane and basically told, here's your boarding pass, run. So we Whoa. got straight off the plane, not still not knowing what was going on, yeah. and ran to the connecting flight and jumped on it. And this is when oh, sort yeah. of like news started to come through, but obviously we had to turn our phones off again yeah, and we yeah. couldn't get reception. And then I landed in Melbourne and we were taken and basically put down this side exit that like celebrities and politicians and stuff go down and told your bags aren't here. They'll be delivered to you tomorrow. Here's a ticket, blah, blah, blah. And I had a friend that was picking me up. Yeah. And so we came out this side exit and there was news crews everywhere because, and I'd, I'd started to notice there was things wrong because the flight that we got on in Malaysia was half empty. Mm. Yeah. And, it was, and it was like, this is really weird. There's like half the people, this is supposed to be usually so is a packed plane. Yeah, where is everyone yeah. exactly right? And um, then I got there and I was like, had to come from the side exit, go back around to the front of the airport to meet my friend. Yeah. And he was like white and literally going, wow. we thought you were dead. That's uh, insane. <laughs> and it was like, it was really weird. I had no idea what was going on. Literally yeah, yeah, yeah. no idea. And he told me what was going, what was happening. And it was like, holy shit. God. And so then, of course, I just rang my mum straight yeah, away. And my dad, like, I'm okay. And yeah. And I got to work like t- uh, two days later and everyone was like, we were freaking out. We That's thought so you crazy. were dead. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. I, I had no idea what was happening. And obviously this was a huge story. Yeah. And even like, so I went back to my mate's place because he picked me up and I just turned on the news and I was just watching the news going, everybody that knew I was on that flight yeah. must have been just freaking out and not knowing what was going Because obviously they couldn't contact me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, oh, wow. interesting time. Um, so that whole flight of those people missing is sort of like it's a little bit, well, you know, yeah, a six degree a... separation and yeah. sort of a bit, bit eerie and a bit weird to, from my point of view to um yeah, That's, yeah. Uh, that is certainly a unique uh, history and, right. and, <laughs> and the the scary part was now that I thought back about it, every single missing like empty seat on that plane, those people were dead. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's, that's creepy. Heavy. Yeah, it was. It's so, so, yeah, that I'll never forget that. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. <laughs> yeah, interesting. So, there, that's, uh, as I said, taking it a bit different this yeah. week. So, that was yeah. 2014 I, for me. Wow. I, I still think the fourth time you did 1986 was <laughs> <laughs> a, a good history. Of that. Like, yeah. I mean, that was good. Like, yeah. like apparently, was, Times uh, Square was pretty rough. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on with the movie. Sorry, about, sorry to take that. <laughs> no, that was crazy. So, yeah, that was a bit of a story. But Gripping yeah. podcasting. Yeah. That's huge. What are we doing? What movie? Are we <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, who even cares? Who anymore? Um, <laughs> yeah, what is, what is life? Does it even matter <laughs> anymore? Yeah. Are we? Aren't we? <laughs> you know, are we we're discussing air crash investigation. Oh, actually, sorry. I've got, hang on. I've got one thing to say about this film. 
on my flight to France, I watched this film on yes. the plane. Whoa. So there's another Get film I watched on the plane. So yeah, or nice. weird. Creepy again. Go. What a year. Yeah. Golly. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Right. Grand so, Budapest Hotel. Yeah. Is it the Grand Budapest Hotel? It is, or the, or is it the Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay. It it's is. not just grand. I'm more of a Grand Budapest Hotel, comma, the. Works better in my filing system alphabetically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, so it's under G. Yeah, exactly. Not under T. Yeah. You don't put your thus under T. No. Mm. <laughs> I think that's good. I um I respect you for that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I hate people that put Oh, it starts with T. No, it doesn't. No. It's important to have standards, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Um, you just gotta stick to them though. Exactly. Mm. Uh, this, principles. This, uh, That's what I like, like about your dad. His principles. <laughs> <laughs> he said he wasn't cutting anyone's lunch. <laughs> and he wished, and he wished me, me good, good night. night. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, right. Grand Budapest Hotel. The. Okay. How are we doing, Katie? <laughs> Com- comma the. How are we doing, Katie? <laughs> oh, okay. So I have had a very roller coaster of a ride with Wes Anderson. Okay. Uh, this is his ninth film, his latest one to date. Uh, some of them have been amazing, and then some I just went, nah, I'm out. This mm. is the same film. I, and and then I'm kind of back on board with this one, but... Is this, is this kind of similar to his other stuff? I mean, I, so, can't, I can't say I've seen a lot of his other stuff. It's, well, It's very his style. Wes Anderson okay. is like... He's basically made the same film nine times. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> I hadn't seen any other There's no. such an, like a specific style mm, to yeah. all of these. Um, and it's, he sort of refined that style a bit more, but mm. it's like you could watch any of them and be like, In, oh yeah. Kind of like, can an, you give an example? An is it auteur. like the set or is it more like just the way the particular filters he uses or the, the So the it's, very, it's very... Um, well, it's a bit of whimsy, I guess. Mm. Like it's it's the yellow font. It's very like hipstery, cool. Mm. Um, he always uses like this sort of indie music. Yep. Um, the cast are very very similar across the whole. Yeah. Mm. Nine films. Or well, Bill Murray being in a few of them, isn't it? Bill Murray's in most of them, yeah. Yep. Um, but so but um, a lot of them are mm. like uh, the Wilson brothers are in a lot of them. Um, to name, uh, oh, anyway, Angelica Houston is in a couple of them. Um, okay. Yeah, Bill Murray's in a lot. Mm. Jason Schwartzman is in a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Who's Jason Schwartzman? Jason Schwartzman. Schwartzman. In this one, he's um, <laughs> Mon Charleston. <laughs> in this one, Jason Schwartzman is the current uh, concierge. Oh yeah, like the yeah. the he puts that, the cigarette out with his finger and mm-hmm. when you say John, cur- the current because that's the, the guy telling the story. Yeah, because they're a different time. In the first ten minutes, you go through three different times. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so he's, you start so off with uh, start off with Tom Wilkinson. Yeah, he's who's the, goes he's back the nineteen sixties concierge. No, no, no. He's the nineteen eighty five concierge. No. <laughs> no, because there is no 1985 concierge. So he's in 1985. No, he's the 1960s the, concierge. Yes. So let's let's he's go. the so Jude the Law concierge. Yes. concierge, and that's so that's in the 60s. Yeah. So because sure. there's there's yeah. present time, which is the girl looking at the statue, and she's reading the book, The Grand Budapest Hotel, and that's she's looking at the statue of the writer who is the narrator, which is yeah. Jude Law. 
which is Jude Law, but and before we go to yeah, before we go to Jude Law and Tom Wilkinson, yeah. yeah. So that's 1985. Well, old Jude Law. Yeah. Old Jude Law is 1985. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting confusing. <laughs> and then Jude Law, like young younger Jude Law, is the 60s. Yes. Or 70s. Only one and Jude then Law. he tells the story about the 30s. Mm. And then he tells the story about the 30s. Yeah. yeah. So there's like yeah, it's like four times. You yeah. know what I really dug about it though is that each timeline has a different aspect ratio. Yes. Did you guys pick up on that? Yes, I, I didn't. Yep. Oh, it's brilliant. I ah, fucking loved yeah. it. I Whoa. was just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you did like it. No, no, it was really good. Like, there's only really one other movie that I can really recall that jumps, that, that, that jumps like, between aspect ratios, and that's The Dark Knight for their IMAX release whenever they do the... From what I've been reading, the latest Transformers movie... Oh, Jesus. Inexplicably... <laughs> Just randomly. changes aspect ratio really like, from shot to shot. In Michael Bay's scene. going, oh, that's a thing. I'll that's do that thing. Yeah. Oh, Wes Anderson like, did it. <laughs> I'll do oh, that. Sixteen no. nine, twenty four ten, whatever. <laughs> I'm a auteur. Bring yeah. me my aspect ratio hat, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I shall pull out of it a ratio, and we will do it for the day. <laughs> oh man. Oh please, Mister Bay, just get me the get hat. Me the, fetch me the hat. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't, I don't know what the actual aspect ratios are. But like, did you guys notice at the start? Yeah, it may have. Yeah, switch your screen to, to sixteen nine. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's ah, interesting. I just you ignored didn't see that. that. <laughs> I just went because ah, I was like, it's set to what it's set. Thanks. It's like, fa- <laughs> it's like fast forwarding through the have. You got what you paid for. And everyone in the room's like, have you got (laughs) what? Oh, man. But yeah, like that, I thought that was really cool because obviously the older it goes, the the aspect ratio goes down to like a four by three, you know, like it's it's a very square. Mm -hmm. uh, But then, but then it was, I was really confused because it goes, uh, so it starts out in 16.9 with a girl. It's not even 16.9, it's it's narrower than that. But then it goes to old Jude Law. Uh, yep. telling about it and then it changes again but then it, when it goes to Young Jude Law it goes wide again it goes to that 235 to 1 aspect yeah, ratio the right. really wide screen it's really weird I couldn't quite pinpoint but it why is, it went wide but again. it is consistent with the time period yeah it is unlike I suppose Michael Bay <laughs> I, like I suppose because that's where the <laughs> yeah maybe that's because that's the time period that we're supposed to be focusing on the most mm. now is this your first Michael Bay film yes well okay look there's a alright <laughs> so at some point he's gonna pull out that <laughs> don't be alarmed it's just something he does yeah we, we just deal with it yeah. um, um, the, so the, yeah. the aspect ratio is something that I've seen this movie a few times and I picked up on that this is the first time I actually picked up on that changing. Yeah. Um, and I've also just completely not taken any notice of that bit at the start that says, please set your screen to 16. Why not? And, um, like, I can't think of any other movies that do that. Yeah. Um, apart from the new Transformers. Oh. <laughs> Yo, I re- you know what? I really want to watch it now just no. to see how fucked it is. You know, just to see how bad it is. The, um, the cast in this film is pretty good. Like, it's Whoa. got... So... It's got... It's, it's a pretty... It's a who's who. Yeah. There was and it bothered of... me in this one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. It's almost like you're waiting for the cameo a bit. Yeah, be- because by this stage, like I'm, I was definitely a fanboy, right, of mm. Wes Anderson, and so you know, that you know what you're looking for. You're expecting, you know, I'm sitting there going, "Oh, Bill Murray's going to turn up in this at some Somewhere. point." Mm. You know, like he's had a couple of really small cameos in, mm. in some of them and big parts in others, but it, it got distracting because this one. 
has everybody in it, right? Yeah. Like they've, they've sort of got Kept back. lining them up. I couldn't yeah. believe or get into Edward Norton's character yeah. for that reason. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, it's Edward Norton. And then the rest of the time, it's just, oh, it's Edward Norton. Yeah. There, there were two characters that bothered it for me. One was Ed Norton. The other one was Owen Wilson. Like, he just didn't seem to fit the part later yeah. on. I was just yeah, like, even though it was odd. a small part, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's just a bit I, out there. I like the fact that they didn't bother about accents. Yeah. They yeah. just went, just... Do, just speak do, how you speak. Do yours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so accents weren't a thing. Like, people weren't trying mm. to put it on yeah. or anything like that. So yeah. there was a mixture of the... Um, I can never say her name right. Is it Cersei? Cersei? The Irish girl? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's one of it's those It's probably ones. like Mary. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> Mary. It's how it's actually spelled when you try and say it in English is not how it's C-O pronounced band. in... in yeah, 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 something like that. Um, I can yeah, never get the name right. Yeah, she was just Irish. Yeah, she just had the Irish accent and then everyone, all the Americans had American accents and, and yeah. then whatever. Maybe, th- maybe that's what it was out of place for me with Ed Norton and Owen Wilson is because I find the, the contrast between like a lot of European accents then to the American accent there's a big contrast and it really stands out Did like, Bill, Bill Murray has an American accent though didn't he? Mm, yeah but yeah. he's a bit I think yeah. he's a bit more I don't know it's just not as in your face when Bill okay. Murray does it like I've like he kind of had because he had eloquence to his character you know he's all about mm. like that he had the, the perfume and like mm. so he, he's playing this role whereas Owen Wilson was just like that yeah you know let's let's just do it you know like he had that Owen Wilson <laughs> yeah, kind of thing yeah. about have you guys? I don't. Was it? Did you tag me in that no, thing? It was. It was, was Al. The, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Star Wars. What was it? Oh yeah. It was the it Star was, Wars. Someone had replaced all the Star, the Star Wars lightsaber fights from Episode oh, One. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, instead yeah. of the, it's yeah. Owen Wilson. Yeah. 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 Um. But I find I find sometimes you know like when it's a movie where it's like you know it's like if you're watching a British film and all of a sudden there's an American character in it you find that I find that accent just really nails you like whoa mm. there's an American like you know it. it's like when you're you know watching an American film and all of a sudden there's an Aussie like g'day mate you're like oh geez that kind of punched me in the face a little bit uh, yeah but like these days really they do that on out. purpose like I'm thinking of uh, Captain Boomerang Captain Boomerang mm, I can't say Suicide I've seen Squad it. oh. Anyway. Wait, the less we talk about that, the yeah. is there, there's an Aussie in there? Yeah, there's Jai yeah, Courtney. Jai Courtney's in it. Yeah. Oh, really? He's the, he's the, and he oh, plays, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What does he do? I don't know. He it's has a boomerang. And he always, he's always stealing stuff. Yeah. I don't remember that. We're talking too much about Silver. That's right? yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, anyway. anyway. So, um, yeah, look, I found this one has moved into almost Wes Anderson parody. I feel like I said that about another film we did too. You did? About. Can't remember. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, you know, we were saying it about Mun- Munchausen with um. Oh, like it was like with a... uh, Monty Python. Yeah, mm. yeah, maybe. Anyway, I feel like this has gone like it's. This is Wes Anderson turned up to eleven. There are a few. There are other, other his other films are the the style works really nicely and it's quaint and but it's not over the top. This is like we've got a shit ton of budget. We're gonna make it all like all these the the model work in this is stunning yeah and there are actual sets yeah and models and stuff yeah so good it's all really bright colors and it's just it's like hey i'm a wes anderson film how good is ralph fonzo in it yeah he's good i love him i thought he's awesome yeah his character is exceptional it's interesting because what you're saying about like the whole you know like hey it's a wes anderson film obviously because i'm not familiar with other wes anderson films uh, so I just I'm sitting there just like God, yeah, this is great, isn't this amazing? Yeah. And all of a sudden, okay, so maybe if I watched his previous eight, so films what is a Wes Anderson film you recommend? 
twee. That's the word I'm looking twee? for. It's all very twee. Oh, that a Wes Anderson film I would recommend would P- be w- Royal Tenenbaums. Royal Tenenbaums. Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, yeah. And I really like Steve Zissou, and I'm a big fan of Fantastic Mr. Fox. Is I'm Fantastic Mr. Fox, yeah. Which is the one about really the fisherman guy, the submarine guy. Yeah, it's Steve Zissou. Yeah. Yeah. Li- it's called The Life mental. Aquatic with Life Steve Zissou. Ah, yeah. Apparently it's mental. And that's, got, that's, that's a big that's Bill, Bill Murray, Murray yeah. yeah. And... um. Jeff Goldblum's in that as well. Yeah. He's like his nemesis. <laughs> and he's just like devastatingly handsome and has all the money and he has cameras on sea turtles and it's, <laughs> it's right. really good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, like, you see, I, I, yeah, you remind me that Jeff Goldblum's, like, his character was really good. There are so many, because he's obviously American as well, but his American accent doesn't come through and punch me in the face. Like, there are certain characters in this film that just sat really well. They sat they in the in their character, their role was really good. But then there were others like the Ed Norton character. I just I just it's I was quite like, underwhelming. I, it just felt it felt like a miscast. So what do you me. think of Adrian Brody though? Adrian Brody? Dimitri. Dimitri. I thought he was good. Yeah. Which one's he's Dimitri? the the, he's son. the bad guy. The son. Oh, like, oh awesome. The, the emo. Yeah. Emo awesome. son. It was like, cool. So I liked, it good. was really good. Yeah. So good. And, and like, even um, William Defoe. Yeah, yeah William Defoe. Defoe. Yeah, awesome. so William, William Defoe's in heaps of them as well. Yeah. It's like, yeah. There is a scene with uh, Dimitri though. I love it. It's just, it's a scene that gives me goosebumps every time I see it. And it's towards the end when, um, oh, what's the girlfriend's name? God, I'm so bad with names. When she's got the p- painting and she's running away and- Agatha. That's, Agatha, thank yeah, yeah. you. And or he walks out of the lift. Cersei, what, yeah, whatever. Lannister. And he's so yeah, so he's walk, he's walking along, right, chasing this girl. But he's just walking at this point, and there's like it's this shot of him, like right on his face, and he's his organs playing. And while he's walking down the hallway, it's just such a good scene with the music. Ah, oh, I'm gonna cut it. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna post it. You're gonna like it. Yes. I'm lo- hey, I'm still waiting for Gangs of New York without oh, Cameron Diaz. I'm so oh, it's a work in progress. Um, <laughs> I love all the uh, the overtunes to um, historical events. So the the obvious Nazis and the yeah. obvious turn of the war was it the zigzag squad or something? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And um, I, I thought that was done really, really well. Mm. So you knew exactly what they were pointing at and and things like that. So mm. yeah, without with, it being without too actually, in your face. Yeah, without it sort of you know being oh you know having to dress everyone up as Nazis and things like yeah. that. Yeah, you know. when was this? This was set in thirty two. Thirty two. When did the war start? My memory's not that good. I don't know. That's all 14, right. 18, <laughs> 31, 45. Okay, sure. Um, I really dug on like the the whole thing with like heaps of models and stuff. I'm like One, I'm a massive, like when I was a kid, I used to go to all the um, model railway shows and stuff with dad and loved it. So I very much had a, a soft spot for watching a lot of the models and things in this show because I was like, in this movie, I was very much like, a, oh, that's really cool. But the one scene I loved, I absolutely loved it to bits, was on the sled and the skiing. Yeah. And just like, yeah. you, you would watch it. And like, you know, if you're a big Michael Bay fan, you would watch it and be like, this is the most stupid thing I've ever seen. But I watched it and I'm like, I don't know if it's very like a traditional feel, like kind of way that they did it, that they used to do. I just loved it how over the top it was but I think it was just perfect for what it was well, it seemed to be that they they spend heaps of time on the detail to make it not look real yeah it's like, yeah, you know what I mean so there's, there's heaps of, of detail the you, they've done really well but they've purposely done it to still be not real yeah like, you know, they've made it and that's where the detail's been to be as close as possible but not quite there yeah, and that's yeah. and that's what I mean about it being amped up like it's it's you're supposed to know it's a model mm. yeah even though it, it's this sort of hyper reality and it blends in still 
because they've matched all the sets and whatever to those models. But it it felt a lot more subtly done. You know, I'm gonna I'm probably bang on a bit about the other ones as well, just because it's a sure. it does feel like a real progression. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. So there's a shot in um, well, there's a sequence in Life Aquatic where they take you on a tour of Steve Zissou's boat, okay. right? And it's a cutaway of the boat, but it's life size, right? So it's one panning shot. And it goes well. This is the this is the galley, and there are people on the on this set, right? So it's very model like, mm. but it's an actual set that's populated by yeah, people, yeah. and it goes through the yeah. whole ship. And the camera's on the outside going. Yeah, yeah. and the idea it's like is a cutaway. it's supposed it's like they cut the boat to have in that like quirky, not realism to it. Is it supposed yeah, to have that feel but, to it? But I find that a better blend of that mm. um, fabricated world mm. than hey, check out this amazing model. Well, part of, I mean, part of me thinks into, that it could be... Into a, the film. Like, yeah, there's yeah. no interaction with the other actors and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. Like, a part of me thinks it could be a... Um, obviously, it's this is a, a story that's being told by someone. Like, so... It's yeah. not going to have that realism. Like, you know, like, I could say... Let's say I was telling a story about, you know, me going skiing. And obviously, there's my reality and what I know it to be. But then, if I'm telling the story to someone, I could be like, "Man, we're fucking down at a million miles yeah, an hour. We're like little yeah, angles." So true. maybe it's supposed to have that kind of. It is supposed to feel fake because mm, obviously it's, it's a perception yeah. thing and mm-hmm. and how it's being told. So maybe if they, if they wanted to make it look more real, they wouldn't have made it as a set and had little clunky. You know, the like yeah, this definitely. one with the, yeah, the yeah, cable totally right. It's, it's like an intentional, and, yeah, absolutely, intentional yeah, yeah, yeah. to to go. This is in the past. This is. And imagining this is not the reality. This is the story that I'm telling. Mm. Uh, yeah, but it's it just uh, the point I'm getting across is like it is this this turned up version mm. of a Wes Anderson film. Now, like the other example I had was in uh, Royal Tenenbaums. The whole of Royal Tenenbaums is set like as a play. Yeah, like yeah. It, it opens and closes with curtains, mm-hmm. and there's an intermission and mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So mm. it's like this is a play, and it's there's a narrator and okay. you know. So there's that sort of effectively like low budget style yeah. like version did, of, did of you this. find it over the top in in grand budapest hotel though <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did like it it i i totally understand what you're saying about mm. it being a story that someone's telling and so it can be embellished and and it is like the the whole <clears throat> thing is quite theatrical and yeah and over the top but it's so over the top and Maybe. it's so like, hey, look what we're doing. And, it, you know, it just, it. I'm like, all right, I get it, Wes. Like, do you so reckon, isn't that funny? Because, because, it sorry, didn't go. bother me. Well, I was, yeah, well, I was going to say, that's kind of funny because, I mean, we haven't seen, have you seen any of the others? I, I don't think I've seen any of them, no. I've seen a few, but it just didn't, didn't bother me yeah, in this at all. No, I actually right. thoroughly enjoyed it. Do you reckon, of it. for you, L, it's got the same thing, what I'm going to refer to as like uh, La La Land-itis, where this, this director has had a couple of, good films or in this case you know, a number of quite I'm assuming his films are quite successful I've, I've definitely yeah. heard the name Wes Anderson mm-hmm. maybe on this one they're just like mate here's all the money like they did with La La Land they're like mate you've made a couple of good films here's all the money and they've just made this way over the top film like do you find compared well, to the like, rest of his stuff it's just you feel it's like way over the top he's trying to work out where to go from here he's like uh, used his playbook yeah and and he's sort of not running out of ideas, but he's like, well, well what if we just, you know, what did it he, up um, a bit more? Let's what's go. What's he done after this? Th- this is current. Well, I was gonna say, this he's is got his... another stop mo 
film coming out, which Ooh. I'm quite excited about. Um, that's due out next year, I reckon. Okay. okay. Oh, so he does animation as well. Well, Fantastic Mr. Fox was all stop yeah, mode. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. And that and that works in a Wes Anderson world because everything is created, right? Like it works because everything is a model, everything is a puppet, mm. and mm. so that ties it all together nicely. I suppose he's he seems to be a guy who he's one of these directors who's adamant about not using CGI for anything. Like, I mean, I, I again, I don't know about like the whatever the, the submarine one is or the boat one is. Like, um, I can't remember. Life Aquatic. Life Aquatic, thank you. Like, I don't know what his other films are like, but I mean, I'm thinking about the Great Budapest Hotel. He, I don't think there's definitely any... one of those things where if he if he doesn't have to, if he can use a set, he, he will, will. He will absolutely yeah. avoid it. Like cutting a boat in half. Like, I think that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, but that's um, just the style. Yeah, and that's what he's after. So, and I suppose you know if you're. That's, I mean, that's what he's good at. But yeah, I suppose it kind of raises that question. That if mm. yeah, like El said, yeah, so where does he go from there? I suppose if he's. But it also might be one of those things where if he does a film that's like hugely digitally done, Ugh. then he gets the other side of this where people go, oh well, that's just not him. What's mm. he doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, mm. Well, he gets a bit of the uh, Guy Ritchie doing <laughs> Revolver. Revolver. <laughs> oh, actually, no, I was going to bring up. So, um, what's there's a movie Valerian. So Luke Besson's oh, yeah. done Valerian. And I'm like just watching the trailers and seeing all the advertising. I'm like completely and utterly not interested because it just looks massively over digital. Oh, really? In your face sort of oh. thing. And, I've got, and I'm like, no. Nah, this is the that. one about like the, the kids soldiers and there's like creatures chasing. Yeah, them. yeah. And yeah, I went, and I was like, you know, they went to so much effort in um, in Fifth Element for the, what is it, the, with the glass that you were saying that they were painting and yeah. doing everything and, and using the digital to fix things, sets and stuff. Whereas this is just, so, it, I don't know, I've just, it, I went, Do you know what no, this is? No. You know what it is? All right, I'm going to tell you. Like, so this is not about the movie at all. This no. this whole thing is about the look at how awesome our three D is. Yeah, I I no. really have an issue with three D movies because there are so many of them. They'll be like they just over the top. Like I remember watching it. It was a movie that was specific. Like it was supposed to be watching three D. I can't remember what it was, but I remember like there was a scene where things kept happening towards like the camera in in a specific way. And I kept thinking to myself like, why do I keep doing that? Why does the movie? Why do the characters keep like? gesturing in such a way or why do things keep coming at the camera and then i realized afterwards i'm like oh this is this was a movie that was designed for 3d they were you meant to watch it in 3d was it so Great gatsby i can't yeah. i can't remember no i can't remember but they kept doing it so what what happens is they're now sacrificing the quality of the film mm-hmm. and the quality of the story and the quality of what the actors should be doing to to show off the 3D to hmm. be like look at the 3D like if someone is pointing yeah yeah, which, yeah it's, well it's the, sort of what the whole point is but which now this, this film, Valerian movie is exactly that yeah yeah it and that's just, why I'm not interested so that's why I think that as I said it's like a with this guy it'd be the two things so if he did do something digital then all his super fans would go well you've sold out yeah blah 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 and this point this film makes a point of going back the other way of saying well no. And I don't know if you've actually seen the set of the Grand Budapest Hotel. There's like, no. there's this thing um, I saw on Facebook, and it's like ten movies you wouldn't believe were actually sets, mm. and um, and one of them was the uh, in Inception, mm-hmm. the the hallway, uh, the the hallway, oh, and also cool the, um, yeah. the place they go to when they're like three layers down. And it's in the snow. Yeah, that was oh, all yeah, a model as well. Fortress. And it's and it's weird because you look at it and you go, "That's cool," and then they show <laughs> the set with like people standing in it, and they're all like, you know. 
these tiny little things. And <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. Grand Budapest Hotel was it was enormous. Yeah, it's it was huge. an yeah. absolutely enormous set. It yeah, was yeah. and it was like to actually see the people in it, like real people, and you go, Oh Jesus, it's huge. Mm. And the Inception Look. one with this uh, that ice castle thing was was the same. It's like and, that's a well, massive. It's the same set. when they did uh, like Independence Day and things like that, and like with the White House and when they had to blow up the White House, and like it's a massive set piece. It's like fifty feet long or something, and yeah. you know, and like yeah, because you've got to build it big enough to get the scale, mm. yeah, like, to get the detail into it. Mm. Exactly right. I mean, and that's I mean that looked for me. That's what I really loved about the Grand Budapest Hotel. Look, don't get me wrong. I love the storyline. It's hilarious, and I find the characters are very are really good as well. Um, but for me, I was like, I I really was just in love with all the, the model work and the set work and, and that kind of stuff. And even like, yeah, that, that sled chase. And I was like, man, I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen a, a scene like that in a movie where you've got a guy on skis and it's super, I don't know. It's purposely I, like, I don't even know how um, to describe it. Like, uh, I'll tell you, it caricatured or what, something. What do you got? I'll tell you where you've seen that scene before. Where? Eric Idle chasing a bullet in Baron Munchausen. <laughs> Oh, I don't know, I don't if, know I, if I watched that part of that film. I don't think... I, I don't remember I missed a lot of that film. <laughs> Eric Idle chasing a bullet. Yeah. No, I don't don't remember that bit. <laughs> Enough about the sets. The characters are the thing I, I think that yeah. drive this film yeah. all the way through. So Ralph Fiennes' character is... I, I love him. This is Mr. Gustave? Yeah. Mr. Mr. Monsieur Gustave. Um, I, lo- I love... Like, his dialogue is just... Yeah, it's, he's so it's so he's just so into grandeur and absolutely and, and his, his attention to detail oh, and stuff. And, and, I, I actually, but even um, in the choice of words that he used, like the guy mm, that wrote, he's these, got excellent like, diction. Oh. Yeah, I, I had a theory that like I th- I kind of because you don't really know about his background and and zero even points out that you, <clears> he never <throat> says where he came from from his background. Yeah, and he was a lobby boy. You find that out right at the end. Uh, I actually kind of have this feeling that he come he's come from a very poor background. Because even though he's got this grandeur and he's very well spoken and all that, there are times where he's just, you know, he, he, ah, what's what's the word? He's like really crude at times, you know, like yeah, yeah. So when he's in jail, and it's the first time you hear him say "fuck," and you go, <gasps> yeah, yeah. Well, it's like how he kind of he kind of loses his cool a bit towards the end. Yeah, you know, the, the sequence where they're all like, "Oh, you, Monsieur." Um, uh, Gustav from the you know blah blah blah. Thing. Oh, in the in the church. Yeah, and after about I don't know the sixth one or something, he's like, "Yes, damn it!" Like halfway through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the point where he's like, when he gets out, when they break out of jail, and Zero's there, and he's going off at Zero. Oh my god! So he's so good. he's ripping into him, but it's still so beautiful. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he apologizes, and he goes, "Oh, actually, sorry." <laughs> but I actually find, yeah, I actually find like those little crude moments because yeah, he'll swear and. And especially in when Zero's talking to him in, in prison and he's like, oh, I had to beat the shit out of some snotty little yes. bastard named Pinky. Yeah, so, but, that's the thing. But, and, but then he's so British, it's like, do you know, yeah. just carry on. It's like, actually, we're now best of friends. Yeah, like yeah. The, comedy's, <laughs> the comedy's in the language. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah. And, then, um, and then Pinky comes back later. Yeah. And it's Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No, Har- no, 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 no. You're right, different sorry, guy. No, no. Yeah, because yeah. But Harvey Cartel yeah. But he's he's rippling. Yeah, yeah he's and he's, you can see he's like moving his muscles. The whole he's time. Yeah. <laughs> with all, and he's got like, the worst tattoos. Oh, that so is like good. all these shit tattoos. But then he's got this drawing. And he's like, who drew this? <laughs> it's <just> exquisite. It's <laughs> a beautiful, detailed drawing. He's got the shittest tattoos in the world. It's like what's the you know the the chef. Who sold him sold him out or something? You know the who he comes oh, to the end. Oh, um, Serge. 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 And Serge. it's his daughter. Do- is it his daughter that gets killed by Willem Dafoe? No, it's no, his sister. Sister. 
the with the, the club one, foot. The one yeah. with the club foot. And he's yeah. like, oh, his sister, and he's like, oh, is that the one with the club foot? And he's like, yes. yes. And he's like, oh, those fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those fuckers. <laughs> That's it. Like, there's these there's these moments where I'm just like, okay, so to me, like, look, I don't know how you guys perceived it, but definitely it felt like to me that he, this is why he works so hard at being perfect all the time is because he's come from this poor background. He wants to and be better. He, and he wants to be better. He's always trying to get to that, you know, that higher level. Yeah, but then he goes to do, um, to see Miss H, Miss G or whatever it was. The, um, oh, the, the, the dead lady. lady. That dies, the yeah. lady that dies. <laughs> And then Tilda Swinton, Tilda Swinton's character. Yeah, who that was great makeup. Isn't that insane? Yeah. I so, thought I, th- I thought I oh, looks like it, but it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. not Remind me who Tilda Swinton is. Uh, the beach. She was. Yeah. Oh yeah. She was the main chick from. She's the, in Snowpiercer. Yeah. Is she really? Oh, ah, yeah. she's the president or something. Yeah. I know that because I've seen she's previews. She's the, the grand Sal. wizard. From, she was yeah, Sal yeah, on the beach. Yeah. Uh, really? Is that her? Yeah. Have you she's seen the grand wizard from Doctor Strange? Oh yes. I haven't seen Doctor. The ancient one. She's the white witch in Narnia. Yeah, I remember that. Have you seen uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dude. Watch that, that film is that, That's the bow and arrow one, yes. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavy, yeah. heavy as oh, fuck. dude. <laughs> she's in that. She's Kevin's mum. Yeah. She yeah. Oh, boy, is she, she was in good that. in that. She yeah. was really... She's yeah. in uh, Burn After that's, Reading. Uh, I, I got a lot of time for Tilda Swinton. She's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She's in Constantine as well. She yes, plays she's. Uh, ah, yes. Israel or something or Gabriel. Mm, Gabriel. Gabriel. Um, wow. Yeah. No, good, I didn't realize. Good makeup. Oh, yeah. Excellent makeup. I really like to. Um, brilliant makeup. Voice. Oh, hang on, hang on. I was, sorry. Oh, what I was saying. Sorry. So sorry. Um, sorry. he's trying to be. He's trying to be proper and trying to be this thing. But then when he goes to her house and um, uh, what's the main bad guy's name? Oh. Uh, uh, Dimitri. 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 Just like they they announce his name. It's like that fucking concierge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like you know, and it's and it's like just brings him back down yeah, again because like, they're all well above him again. See, yeah. And everybody's like, "Who? Who is Mister Garvey?" He's like, "I'm afraid that's me, darling." <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, like I love that character. It's so good. Like he's just very humble as well. You know, but- it's just it's just that whole. You know, proper ultra British thing. Like, you know, you stab yeah. him in the arm, and it's like, oh, sorry. Oh, mm. <laughs> dear you me, know. I said, have a knife in my uh, arm. Why would I shoot him? Bang, <laughs> and then drive him off to hospital. <laughs> that totally defeats the purpose of shooting him in the first place. Yeah, it's so crazy. There's no cash here, Robo. No cash. No cash. I um, I enjoyed the the caper that was the second half of this film. Like mm-hmm. it was just you know, crazy. And that that whole yeah, escape from the prison was brilliant. That was oh. good. And then he's like, <laughs> he's like introducing everyone, and he's like, oh, and Gunther was slain in the catacombs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am. Um, there's one bit that I really loved, and it was the. Uh, it kind of to me, it just felt like an old Warner Brothers cartoon moment where they grab the ladder off the wall, and it just keeps running. Super long, and they're running. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I was just like, wow, it goes on forever. That's, and like to me, that was less, throwing I was back to Warner Brothers. Up, or something. Yeah, that I was, was pissing really myself good. laughing at that. It was just really well done. Um, and it's the, the fact that you see them, the guys run past, and then the one guy lifted up, and then it just keeps going. It just keeps going. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, I thought that was really good. You know, like so, kind of had that. To me, the the movie had those. Like an homage to a lot of classic films. Like I mean, I, I might be wrong, but to me, I I guess I kind of felt like, ah, oh, you know, this is really cool. To me, it felt like a throwback to older films, whether it is or not. But it just that's how it felt. Like I like the 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 whole because it's a there are scenes set in the nineteen thirties for the simple fact that that's 
set a film in a four by three aspect ratio i'm like wow that i mean that to me is totally got to be a throwback to these old movies and mm-hmm. so much of the stuff there, but- I, I think there's also like the, the the nazis thing too there's a lot of things they touch on so you sort of get an idea of what's happening without it actually being mentioned so even to the point where they would talk about zero and how he had to give up all his castles and all his other properties to the government at the time yeah whatever socialist country it was you know it's it became to keep the Grand Budapest. So the government would have gone, well, we want all these castles, we're just going to take them from you anyway. Yeah. And um, he just said, well, you can have them, but I want that. And they've looked at it and gone, it's yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's all he wanted, just yeah. because it reminded him of his wife. Mm. But, yeah. And it's interesting, there's like, you know, the fact that his wife dies, like the fact that Agatha dies, well, and, is like and, a throwaway. And his kid, yeah. Well, his, mm. his child dies as yeah. well, yeah. It's, mm. just, it's like just one line. But he doesn't say, it, he says... Something I know. It's like a, he they, says something. They died from a disease or something. Yeah, it was uh, some disease. Uh, but it was he says something about where cured. He doesn't, it, cured he doesn't it say week. that it's his kid. He, he he the way he explains it, he says it's like I noticed that as well. She said he says it's like uh, she died with her child, with her infant, with her infant, yeah, he goes, not, she not died his. He doesn't say it was mine. He said, and it's a, I've, it was really weird in the way that he sort of said it was. I, yeah, I did notice that as well. Actually, I picked and, but up they were really that. sort of bl- bl- really blasé on the whole deaths of everyone. So they're like her death was really blasé, and even um, Mr. Mr. Gustav's Gustav. death. What happened to him? Oh, they shot him. They, they shot, shot him. Yeah, mm. yeah. They just in the end, like, oh. in the end, uh, they shot him and left it all to me. Yeah, like it was just. Like, oh, okay. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. Mm. That's um, interesting. And it is yeah, that like uh, flippancy, like those throwaway lines that you know. Well, I suppose when add you- to that. Twee of it all. It's just like, oh, and this happened. Well, I guess what's what's the main body oh, of the story? What's this story C. about? Is oh. it because it doesn't really seem to be about the hotel? To me, I guess the story is about how this guy came. Up, yeah, because because the the um, the question that he originally gets asked, zero gets asked uh, by uh, Jude, Law. A, Jude Law, is how did you come up about? How did you get this establishment? So I guess it's the story of that. I mean, it's exactly how they came about it. You know, he got like you know, they went through all well, the shit. It's actually it's the story of the story. It's it is. A, it is the, the story, story of the someone story. telling the story of someone mm. else. It, exactly right. But yeah, so I suppose the story that fuck this is Inception. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the story. Okay, so the main story of the movie is like obviously about how they came across the hotel and the shit that he had to go through it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's kind of like well, yeah, in the end, that's how he got shot, and that's how I got it. They don't need to show the fact that he got shot, but no, we saw no, that he got into a bit of a tussle with the with the soldiers. But they mentioned that, that they he, like him. they even mentioned the fact that he well he, he you know he became wealthy, he became rich, he became this, but he never grew old. Hmm. Yeah. And, they, and they don't touch on anything until much later on when they just say, "Well, they shot him." Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's well, interesting. That's probably that's why he didn't get old then. Mm. I suppose it's just yeah. Can't, it's interesting. Hard to beat that. Choosing where to where to put the focus of the story on, I suppose it's like. Mm. It's like, the, yeah, the idea is it's, it's an unnecessary piece. I, th- I thought Jude Law was the perfect guy for this too. I think the the way yeah. he speaks is was perfect for the the narrator of this story. I think it was done really well. I think yeah, he was, definitely. He was really good in it. I'm a bit um, of a Jude Law fan though. I like most of the things he's in. I'm just, I'm, I like him. Yeah. He's, like he's cool. Hmm. What's, he might not be. Might do be we know who the girl is at the very start and the very end? Like I, I, no. I had no idea who that was. She just goes up to the... The statue of the guy who writes the book, Jude Law's character, but the older version. Uh, but you only see her right at the start and right at the no, end. I was just like, well, no, I don't think it's important. And she puts a padlock on the. 
Oh, that's like a key or something, like a room key from the hotel or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I just find it um, interesting. We're clearly missing something. Yeah, but I... Gapingly I'll... obvious. <laughs> well, <laughs> even at the end, it says, inspired by the writings of... Such and such. Whatever his name was. But I found I found that part, like, I'm like, well, that's... If that's literally just to add another layer to the time, you know, to present day, I was like, well, that kind of just seems unnecessary. Mm. You could have had the whole story without those two little snippets yeah. at the start and the finish. Like, that's yeah. completely unnecessary. All that he's doing, the director Wes is doing, is just adding another layer. Well, no, I think it's. I think he's trying to show that, like you know, just n- normal people don't have statues and busts made of them, and especially things that like people travel and go and put room keys on. That's a good. So point, there must be. He must some be special. In, he's some significance. Mm. Exactly right to this to okay. that thing, and, and to who the person was that people will actually go and travel to sure see that and do that. Okay. Yeah, no, I dig that. I, I suppose then, yeah, you'd be like, well, why would we care about the hotel? Yeah. yeah. Care about yeah. If- Other than it's a, you know, it's a sensational story. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. But that, but the other thing is, though, but that's all it is. It's the story. <laughs> mm. Mm. It's, well, it's a thoroughly enjoyable film. Like um, another one that I thought that my wife was going to hate and she loved it. Nice. She enjoyed it. I went, okay. Yeah, maybe like what's, maybe what's making her forcing her to watch all these films is actually making her actually take notice of films. Maybe we're, <laughs> we're educating her. There well, next there is Predator and Terminator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, slowly... she's into that. She loves that. Shit. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so... even, going back, like even to the Highlander episode, just like well, I sat there and watched it with her, and, and even at the end, she's gone. This is the dumbest film ever, but I, <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love it. It's oh. so good. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I mean, like, what's 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 everyone's general vibe? Did you did you enjoy it? Like, I, I mean, I enjoy this movie. Well, yeah, like I said, this it's a real like piece for me in mm. all of them, and I'd left Wes Anderson at the last one, Moonrise Kingdom. I'm like, nah, I don't. I'm, I get it, Wes. You're making the same film. That's sure. good on you. You're still making films. That's great. But then I came back with this one, and I can't tell you why. But I'm like, I was, I was more on board for this one, mm. and I, yeah, I enjoyed it. It just, if if someone said, "Hey, do you want to watch a Wes Anderson film?" I wouldn't pick this one. Mm. Um, Would you pick Elegant Mr. Fox? Fantastic Mr. Fox. I'd, oh, sorry, I'd prob- Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, or maybe Steve Zizou. Mm. Rushmore's really good too. Um, I haven't seen that one. Rushmore's mm. like his second one. See, it's interesting because now it's like, oh, you know, like, oh, you know, it's like, where's you doing the oh, same no, thing, same thing. Um, yeah, it's like, oh, where's the same thing over and over again? It's like, you know, it gets a bit frustrating. Maybe that's how Guy Ritchie felt when he did Revolver. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> He's like, oh, man. <laughs> so everyone loves me for the same damn thing. I'm going to do something different. And then no, it's like, he did, he did that for the paycheck that. and to get out of it. Yeah, we, we established that, remember? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll make it, I guess. <laughs> Darjeeling Limited is pretty good. Mm. That's set in India. Adrian, sure. Adrian Brody, mm-hmm. uh, Owen Wilson, and Don't know. Jason Schwarzman is in that as well. Hmm. Uh. Well. But yeah. Yeah. You know, I I did like I did enjoy it, mm. and I think, you know, having recently just come off our last episode, Swiss Army Man, mm. like yeah, they're both effectively comedies. With a bit of, yeah. with a bit more of a serious undertone, Quirky but this was way more farcical, and yeah. I and I got heaps more out of Swiss Army Man. Sure, I loved that way more. Hmm. And then having to come to this, I was like, oh, can't we? Oh, maybe I'll go back and watch <laughs> Swiss Army Man again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oh, but hmm. yeah, 
Maybe we should see what uh, other people have had to say about this uh, particular yep. film in what might be your favourite. Uh, it might be. <laughs> it might is. Be. It is. I think it is. Wow. It's a real <laughs> kick in the teeth, Brad. <laughs> well, no. What are we? Where Even are we? after today's <laughs> history with Brad. No, no. no yeah. he, the, we're, we're quite a few episodes in, and every episode he has said that this is his favourite episode. So, uh, his favourite yeah. part of the episode. So, I'm just, it's, you know. And look, if I'm going to add my bit of uh, <laughs> the only logical bit that I could really come up with was that I loved William Defoe's Will, William Defoe's coat with the. The flask and the gun in the, oh, the yeah. side. Oh, yeah. That's but the only. That's the only bit of logic. It had like its own little segment. Yeah, little yeah, exactly right. That's brilliant. I loved it. It yeah. was nice. Good, nice yeah. touch. Yeah, nice touch. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's time for podcasting a wider net. net. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh, that brought a tear to my eye. That was all improv. That is spectacular. Uh, I got a couple this week. Uh, one I think I've talked about before. It's called Direct. And it's these two dudes who watch every film of a director. So this is this is tuning in nicely with how I've approached this episode anyway. Mm. Um, so they did Edgar Wright. They did, you know, well, here's they've done Quentin Tarantino and uh, who else? Uh, Wes Anderson, obviously. Have they done mm. Spielberg? Because that's an effort. God. No, no, because it's huge. <laughs> yeah, uh, David that. Fincher was the other one they did. Oh, yeah. um, oh and Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so they do Wes Anderson. They start with a prologue and then do an episode on each film in chronological order and then do a prologue at the end and sum it all up. And it's great because it's it's worth listening to the lot because it, you know, like watch the films and then listen to the lot because they tie them all together and they and they look at the thread through all of the films and it's 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 a really good podcast they look i haven't had an update since the start of the year which i'm really disappointed oh. about um and they sounded like they were going to keep going so I, I don't know hopefully i keep waiting every time i refresh that another direct will come up because i'm mm. really enjoying it um yeah but check that out direct uh another one i found was the new york public library podcast <laughs> interesting yeah. um and wow. Basically, it's a it's an interview with Wes Anderson, and I'm always fascinated to hear straight from the director, like mm. particularly of a a director, an auteur, <laughs> like <laughs> like Uncle Wes. Uh, you know, it's it's I've never been I've never been a big fan of listening to commentaries mm. of the DVD commentaries of the mm. actors, because yeah, you're just one piece of the whole puzzle. And a piece like quite further down the track, whereas the yeah. director, it's it's their vision. It's that it's that person is getting the. So I I love hearing from directors and why they they make films. So I'm really keen mm. to listen to this one and and see where Wes Anderson at, is at. And, cool, uh, cool. Yeah, if you're after something a bit more standard, uh, I found another one called There Will Be Brunch. A third one, great. Ooh. Yes, a third one. There will be brunch. There will be brunch. I listened to the American Psycho episode. Um, did you know there's a whole subreddit on Patrick Bateman's skincare? Awesome, really? <laughs> and people trying it out, and yeah. Anyway, get out of town. That's what I got out of that. That's episode. so good. Uh, yeah, so it was pretty good. It's called There Will Be Brunch. One of the guys sounds like Justin Long, um, and I swear for most of it it was, but it's not. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, so, so people that don't know who is Justin yeah, who's Long? Justin Long? Justin Long was he was in Dodgeball. 
And he was in. He was in Tusk. He was in Tusk. He's the. <laughs> he's the one that likes to cheerleader in Dodgeball. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he was in Tusk. He was in Tusk. What a great movie. <laughs> Kevin Smith. <laughs> I love it's just the general announcement. Like I've seen Tusk. Let's, just let's move, move on. on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So. There will be brunch if you're after a, an interview with, with Wes Anderson, the New York Public Library podcast. Nice. And I highly recommend Direct. Fantastic. Thanks, cool. Al. Great Thank segment. You. Thank you. So, before we get on to who is choosing next. Who is choosing next? Oh. <gasps> it's Bradley. Mr. 1986. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. 86. Yeah. Um, yeah. But before that, if you want to get a hold of us um, at, at, uh, at film at gmail.com, if you want to, uh, as Katie has done today, uh, request a film, put film suggestion in the title, and then, yeah, put your film suggestion in there so we can't see it, so we can read it out or on just, the day. Or just write and say hi. Just write and say good day, yeah. 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 Um, we're on Facebook, uh, San Dimas School of Film. We're at San Dimas School of Film on Instagram, and we're at SDS. Pod SDF Pod Pod SDSF Pod. Yep. On Twitter. Um and that is about it. So do get in touch with us. We enjoy the banter. Ratings. Ratings? Ratings. And it's time for ratings. Holy cow. So um I believe Katie has given us a rating. Nice one. So much to my standard approach, I'm never organised, but I... You go first, Brad. So here is Katie's oh, no. email. <laughs> <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> hey team, I forgot to give you my rating for my film. I think it's excellent. I would never choose Bill and Ted over it. Ooh. Damn. Like a dagger to my heart. It's funny and quirky as anything. I give it 207%. Whoa. Thanks, excellent friends. Thanks, Katie. I really appreciate that. Yeah. P- possible. 207%. Possible, two, possible two. highest rating uh, ever on the show? I think nah. it... Nah. Slaney gave something 500 or something. I think. Nah, it wasn't that high. I, I reckon 200 is the highest. I think got. I gave yeah. something 200%. It, uh, it has. It did for Ferris Bueller, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, Matt did for Tombstone. Oh, yeah. He gave it 200. I reckon Ed was, it. Ed was up there as well. I was going to say, I don't think I've actually gone higher as 200. Ed will know... So, Ed, I like how much know. seriousness we're actually putting into our rating because <laughs> <laughs> we all know that it's, anyway, it's very vague. Two hundred and seven. Two hundred and seven. Al, what was yours? Uh, mine is a lot lower than that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> you don't say. It's 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 not terrible though. I'm I'm sitting in an even like maybe sixty. Okay. Okay. Um, which is which is higher than my. So I rate I rate the film straight after I watch it. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. What do I give that? I give it that. And then what happens is when I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about it again, and it often goes up oh. after we've talked about it. So I was a lot lower, but I've, I've bumped it up a couple. So I'm, nice. si- I'm 60. I'll go with 60%. Nice. Okay. I'm going to go the same as our last film, so I'm going to say 75. Nice. Um, I like this film. It's mm. good. I'll watch it again. I've watched it a couple of times. It's good. Yeah, I'd probably, I'm around the same ballpark. I'll go 80%. Uh, you know, no Bill and Ted's, but... Still good, fun. Yep. Um, yeah, I reckon I'm about that. I'm, I'm going to go seventy. Ooh. Um, I thought this is the first time I've seen it. So, but I I had a good few laughs in it, so I'll watch Definitely. it again. I reckon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what I I, I laughed at audibly. Mm was when he threw the cat out the window. Oh. <laughs> and he goes like, right, we're just, off. 
He's got a coat check for a tat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the lady just gives it to him in a bag and there's a blood stain oh, on the no. bag. <laughs> and then he, then he oh, walks off so and he horrible. just puts it in the bin. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, oh, so poor, sad. Poor cat. Crazy. Right. Wow. It is t- it is it is time. We are at the scary end of the spear here. So, Bradley. Oh. Alright. I've I've chosen this film just to reset the stupid Alright. <laughs> oh, God damn it. What? Swiss Army Man wasn't stupid enough. No, nah, this is this is <laughs> complete oh, this is great. completely the opposite end of that scale. I reckon I know what it is. What do you reckon? No, no, I'm not gonna say it. I'll just right. I'll tell you if I'm right or wrong. So, Most likely wrong, but um, oh, well, they, look, it shares a lot of things with uh, Ed Swiss Army Man. So, is it oh, Hot Shots? It is not Hot Shots. <laughs> it's got to be Weekend of Ernie's. Oh, okay. we're, 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 Two. We're, uh, Two, yeah. Hot Shots is... We're in uh, this is the right suburb-ish. All right. Um, so this is another film where... It's like Naked Gun or something. I tried to hate this film. Oh, God. Oh. I wanted to hate this film. Oh, God. But after watching it about 10 minutes in, I just found myself going... <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So, this is gonna this is gonna freak you guys out. So we're watching 2008's "You Don't Mess with the Zohan." Oh, <laughs> God damn it! All right, it. Oh, All right. I've seen it once. I've seen it once. All right, oh, All right. Yeah, this yeah. is gonna be. <laughs> this is like this as is... I said. I'm just resetting the stupid on this. This one. is oh. this is like mid spiral Adam Sandler, isn't it? No, yeah. apparently this was supposed to be his like comeback. I think this to- was somebody's got a case of the Sposters. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh man! All right. Fantastic. Don't don't, you don't mess with the I Zohan. I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> this is you be- may. I, I've this got a list, and this wasn't even on it. And it's something happened today, and I don't know what it was. <laughs> and that literally just came into my head, and I went, "Fuck him." <laughs> yes. This could, may be your revolver. Could this <laughs> could this be the end of the San Dimas School of Film? Find out in the next episode. Oh. The return of the San Dimas School of Film. <laughs> oh, well played. Well played. That was that was brilliant. Oh, oh my All god. Right. Be excellent to each other and party on dudes. See Bye. you later. Bye. Dude, that God was- damn it, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. <laughs>